Aalto University Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Aalto Squadcast. This podcast is led by the Aalto Squad, Aalto University Student Ambassador Marketing Team. This podcast is one of our various channels where we discuss life and studies here at Aalto University and our life in Finland. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Aalto Squadcast. My name is Olia and I am a third year student of electrical engineering. This autumn I am starting my master's degree in photonics, which I'm really excited about. My co-host for this episode is Anastasia. Hi Anastasia. Hi Olia. Would you like to say a few words about yourself? Sure thing. Hi everybody, my name is Anastasia, you can call me Anna, and I'm a second year master's student in the School of Business. I'm majoring in accounting and I'm actually finalizing my thesis at the moment and I'm about to graduate this fall. Wow, congratulations! Thanks! <laughs> All right, uh, but let's move on. So the main topic of today's episode is exchange, but uh, since it's such a broad topic, we decided uh, we have decided to divide this episode into two parts. In the first part, we will talk about our experiences as exchange students. And in the second part, we will discuss some practicalities related to exchange, such as application periods and uh, scholarships. So without further ado, I would like to ask Anastasia where she went for her exchange and why. Yeah, sure. So first of all, I would like to say that I'm very excited about this topic because I've been on exchange three times in my life. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so a lot to share and a yeah. lot of things to uh, give tips about. But my last exchange has been in Vienna, Austria, and I did it just one semester ago uh, for my master's oh, studies. All right. So you have fresh memories from that one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Good. Yeah, and the reason why I chose Austria was uh, because I love the climate and the mountains. That's something that I wanted to really experience a bit more and also to work on my German language. Oh, wow. So you speak German? Uh, yes. Nice, nice. Yeah. So how about you, Olya? Uh, where did you go for your exchange and how did you pick the place? All right. So I went to Hong Kong and I was only choosing from Asian countries because it was my dream to go to Asia. And I saw an exchange as an opportunity to go there. And uh, to be honest, Hong Kong wasn't my first uh, choice on the application. It was actually my last choice. So I like to think about uh, Hong Kong, uh, that Hong Kong chose me in a way and not the other way around. Yeah. Um, I was really upset when I got to know that I did not uh, get, I will not get the chance to apply for the first uh, choice on my application. But mm -hmm. uh, in the end, uh, things turned out to be so great that I have absolutely no regrets. And yeah, can recommend Hong Kong as an exchange destination to absolutely anyone. It was great. Okay, that's very great to hear. And it reminds me of the wisdom that things happen for a reason. Yeah, for so sure. So I'm very happy that it worked out for you. And I'm very curious to hear more about your experiences in this yeah. podcast. Yeah, sure. But uh, first, uh, since you have so much experience on going on exchange, uh, how do you find Do you find making friends easy or do you have, maybe generally, do you have any tips on how to make friends uh, on exchange? 
Yeah, that's a very good question. I think that's something that exchange students are a bit worried about when they go on sure, exchange yeah. studies, that they might be alone or yeah. they will not have enough activities to do. And I would say that based on my experiences, I would really recommend, uh, of course, trying to make friends from the circle of exchange students. And that's quite easy, given yeah, the fact yeah. that nowadays you have all of those uh, WhatsApp, Telegram groups, uh, different events organized for the bunch of people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what I can really recommend is uh, going out there in different local Facebook groups or any other platforms where you can actually see the local audience. So, for example, when I went to Vienna, I found some groups uh, with... uh Austrian people and I was actually posting some stuff that I would like to um, learn German more and I can teach you uh, English or another language instead and actually that's how I met uh, two of the very good friends of mine oh really yes that was actually such a good way to find like to meet people wow I haven't thought about it Yeah, it's a very kind of uh, budget, uh, like a free way, very easy. And you actually get to, well, um, network with the locals quite a lot. Yeah. And then another tip I could give as well is that apart from the Erasmus uh, activities, because I was in Austria and that's part of the Erasmus program, I also found some local activities from the university or from the city of Vienna. Mm -hmm. And for instance, I signed up for a beach volleyball uh, in the summer season. And there I met um, a girl who became my best friend. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And after six years, oh, okay. uh, we are still in touch with her. We are still very close. Oh. And she visited me uh, back in Finland. Yeah. And by the way, the reason that uh, we are still very much in touch is that my, my second exchange was, um, my first exchange was in the States. Yeah. That was in high school. Mm-hmm. And then my second one was also in like in Vienna. And the third one was in Vienna. All right. So, okay. I can I see that. <laughs> <laughs> you can see I like the place. Yeah, for sure. Yes. But uh, yeah, my tip would be really to try to be a little bit more outgoing even if you feel like you are a bit of a shy person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i feel that too and for mm-hmm. me i i was living in a dormitory yeah. while i was living in hong kong and i think it was quite same for but for me it was like the kitchen was the area where everybody was cooking food mm, yeah so usually when you go to kitchen there is like few people there at least uh, and just like say hi and make a good comments or just ask how their day is going i have met few mm-hmm. uh people there like local people um who i met on the in the kitchen <laughs> and uh, yeah afterwards we I, i wouldn't say we are like best friends now but mm-hmm. we definitely went to restaurants and shared some experience about like life here and there and yeah it, it was really a good experience for me as well Yeah, I'm glad to hear you have similar experiences because yeah. I think that uh, even though we might be a little bit shy or be in a new environment, kind of like just being a bit more out there, a bit braver, because uh, usually nobody really judges you. It's a little bit more in our heads. We think that our English maybe is not that perfect mm-hmm. or we might sound a bit uh, awkward. But I think in reality, people are very happy to meet you, especially the locals. And that's the great way to get to know the country where you are as well and uh, get this unique experience. Yeah, and I think like... A lot of people struggle with this feeling that their English is not so good. But come on, like uh, everybody knows some basic English and it's actually a really good way to improve your English also if Mm -hmm. you just talk to people. So yeah, exactly. Just just, uh, just go for it. it Don't be a friend. And other people, they don't talk perfect English either. So just be friendly and go get to know people. It's, It's fine. It will be fine. 
I can totally agree about that. Yeah. And actually thinking about friends, um, I think traveling is a very important part of the exchange as well. Yeah. Just uh, having these activities with friends reminded me of that topic. And since you were in Asia, which is a much more um, unique and interesting and also faraway destination comparing yeah. to Finland or like Austria. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> can you share a couple of experiences that you had related to the traveling? And uh, yes, just a few things about okay. that. Okay, maybe the first uh, thing that came into my mind was just the fact that you travel alone from Finland to Asia uh, because I didn't really know anyone and I just bought a ticket and I was like, okay, I'm going to Asia. Mm-hmm. And that was a bit um, uh, terrifying in a way because you're just going alone to a really faraway country where you don't know anybody. And uh, back then there was also quarantine and like COVID. So it mm-hmm. was uh, a bit... Um, More difficult. Yeah, it was challenging. But... Um, I was just prepared. I tried to prepare all the documents and everything on time. And uh, of course, I was always connected to my relatives and all that. So I felt quite safe. And also, I was actually already meeting people, even Finnish people, uh, in the queue when we... Actually, even in the airplane. Okay. So it wasn't actually that scary because you meet people people are with you all the time and yeah i just met people who were going to hong kong uh, on the same flight with me and uh, we were actually going to the same university either to study what a coincidence yeah so it was really nice it wasn't that scary and um yeah afterwards we even met a few times um but otherwise like traveling from hong kong to other countries was super simple because i traveled to nearby asian countries and yeah, there was a COVID then, so it was not exactly super easy. Yeah. But in terms of uh, money and traveling time, it was really, really a good opportunity to travel. And once the restrictions were kind of lifted, lifted, yeah, yeah for a bit, um, we went to the Philippines and to Taiwan. And yeah, that was really, really great experience. Oh, that's my dream to visit all of those places. Yeah. So maybe another exchange. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Fourth one, yes. Fourth one is a charm. Yeah. But uh, speaking of these experiences, are there any kind of uh, tips or advice that you would share with the prospective students related to the traveling part? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, keep in mind that when you're... I think people are generally interested in traveling when Mm -hmm. they're going on exchange. Uh, But yeah, just have a budget for that and find people who have the same interests like you do. So... I think it was quite easy. I think they're like most of exchange students want, wanted to go to other countries. So it was mostly like who I go with yeah. and when. Um, but yeah, I have friends. I found friends with who we went then to these countries. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just don't be afraid. Go travel, get some experiences, uh, adventures. It was really, really great. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And uh, speaking from my own experience as well, if I share a couple of tips for students who want to apply, is that, of course, it's nice to pick a country that is uh, easily located for travels. That was actually one of the reasons I picked Austria, because it's so conveniently in the middle of Europe, which makes it so easy to travel by bus, train or plane. Okay, yeah, And for example, one of the times I managed to go to another country for one euro, 
oh, uh, one bus. euro. Yes, which was exceptionally cheap. Whoa. And then uh, fly to Rome for about 14 euros. 14? Wow. Yes. And that was, of course, a huge perk of being somewhere in the kind of uh, easy geographic location because you get to uh, be able to travel a lot with a student budget. And yeah. I think that's, of course, super important because many of us are on the part-time jobs or not having any job at all. So I think it's also super cool to kind of pick the country strategically and, of course, booking things in advance, planning things. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, also true. Exactly. Especially like a train rides or something. Mm-hmm. You can save up a lot of money if you do it like a month or two before. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, I was just not uh, quite uh, sure about my schedule. But um, one thing that I would recommend to people, just if you're going on exchange, don't try to pick up the most hard, like the hardest courses you can find because yeah. you will most probably want to hang out with people and travel and go to restaurants and explore the city. And you need time for this. So don't try to make your schedule just be crazy. Yeah. But concentrate on your free time as well when you're planning your studies. I think that was like one of my issues that I was trying to do all of the courses and I was Mm -hmm. trying to get super good grades from them. And then I had less time than other students to actually go explore the city. Uh, But at the same time, I still managed to do my own, like to organize my own adventures. But yes, maybe for other students, just just be a little a little bit more gentle to yourself as yeah, well. In a sense. Yeah, yeah. I can totally feel you there. Um, yeah. I had a very similar experience, and of course, studies are important. Uh, For of course, sure. they are, and it's very nice to utilize the maybe like a very unique courses from that university where you're going. But I certainly agree about this part with combining the social life and the traveling and the studies. And also, actually, my tip would be to try to pick the courses which maybe are not Monday to Friday every day, but maybe Tuesday to Friday or like Monday to Thursday. And in that case, you can even kind of um, fit in uh, shorter travels for a weekend plus one day yeah, yeah. Th- that was something I realized as well from my experience from my first exchange yeah. that uh, I made it very difficult for myself to travel on the weekends yes, yes. Yeah. okay I had time on weekends but mm-hmm. I definitely was doing my homework way too much like yeah I really tried to get good grades even though it wasn't my like really wasn't my goal yeah. and you will still not get grades once you're back because mm-hmm. Alta will just uh, see whether you failed or completed the course. Oh, so it was the same system for your uh, school? uh, Yeah, so we don't have Mm -hmm. grades once we're back. We just have, like, completed or failed, like, course. Mm. Um, Yeah, so just be easy on yourself. Yeah, can totally agree with that. Yeah. All right, so Anastasia, what were your favorite things or are your favorite things uh, about your exchange? That's a great question. So I would name a couple of them. So one of them was the fact that Vienna is one of the most livable cities in the world. It actually ranks, oh, wow. um, yeah, as the kind of like one of the most comfortable places to live every year in the past wow, few years. okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, that yeah. was a very interesting fact for me as well. And I, I could really feel it there. It was very convenient with uh, public transport. It's a very safe city with lots of parks, with a very good infrastructure. So all the fitness activities, sports, uh, walking around was uh, very, easy and convenient Mm -hmm. another thing I would say that still the language part was very helpful for me uh, because I could speak some German beforehand I could actually kind of enhance my uh, knowledge of the language during the exchange so I felt like it really helped me with uh, speaking the language better and kind of like utilizing my exchange destination very Mm -hmm. well 
And uh, then I think I mentioned it a bit, but I, I can repeat it again. I love mountains. <laughs> I think it's so incredible and all the hiking spots and oh, uh, the yeah. nature mm -hmm. in Austria. So having the opportunity to travel so easily to all of those uh, kind of hiking and wandering places, that was a huge plus for me. And uh, lastly, I would say the proximity of uh, traveling in general was quite helpful. I felt like it was uh, very affordable, very cheap, very easy to go around the countries and actually explore at least maybe eight countries in, wow, uh, okay. in that so many. Uh, five months. Yeah, yeah. One exchange, eight countries. Sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good package after yeah, all. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any other tips you want to share? Um, yeah, so I would say that apart from the um, travel and like making friends tips, uh, my suggestion would be that uh, still do not be afraid to uh, make some mistakes. And I mean it in uh, all the social aspects, the language speaking, getting mm -hmm. to know the people. I think that it's very normal that we are a little bit more awkward in the beginning in a new environment. We are much more scared maybe. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also an amazing opportunity to practice some skills, maybe some communication skills or explore yourself from a different perspective. And of course, nobody will ever remember any of the awkwardness <laughs> moments. That's more like for us that yeah, we, we yeah. think it is important. And I think that's that's actually the great um, platform that Exchange provides is kind of to try to, well, kind of be a new person in that environment and maybe also test some things and uh, of course make mistakes which everyone will forget. But then the learnings will stay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I also yeah. like to think about like this kind of, uh, mm -hmm. not bad, but in a way like struggling like you know situations when you struggle a lot yeah usually in the ends they turned out to be really great stories to tell so exactly <laughs> so there's no really bad day they're only like experiences and learning but mm -hmm. uh, about my exchange i really i think i can agree with you what with all of what you said yeah what you have said that uh of course culture it was so like Asian culture and like culture in Hong Kong is so different to Finnish culture. It was really interesting for me to observe it and to mm -hmm. feel it, test it, try it. Um, there was a lot of different foods and uh, there are a lot of different traditions that I get to know. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Holidays. It was so all great. And Hong Kong as a place, it also has like a lot of mountains yeah. and a lot of nature. So hiking trails were so beautiful. It's like just I cannot I, I cannot find words to explain them. It was just you just fascinating. Yeah. Um yeah, so I hiked a lot. Um and there was actually so many other things to do, like amusement parks, water parks, and all the other things you can create. Uh and of course traveling was a huge part of uh being on exchange that you can tra travel to other countries where you can explore even more other things. So for me, I only traveled to two other countries, but the, due to the COVID, but I'm still so grateful and so like happy about my choices. Yeah, and it must be already enriching experience on its own, yeah. uh, going so far away from Finland and yeah. experiencing all of these things which are so different. Yes. So yes. it sounds like a very great experience and yeah. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, I think it actually yeah. allows you to grow like as a person as well because mm -hmm. you do so many things only by yourself in so different situations and yeah. you become like stronger in a way. But yeah, okay. Thank you really much for your insights. But I Thanks. think that brings us to the end of our chat about our exchange student adventures. Um, it was absolutely fascinating to hear your story. Thanks, I'm here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I hope we provided some insights on the exchange path you can pursue at Aldo for our listeners. And I always tell people that exchange was the best time of my life. I've seen so many incredible places that I always recommend going on exchange when you have the opportunity to do so. 
Now, um, let's shift gears and delve into some practical aspects of exchange, starting with application periods. So, the student exchange application process consists of two phases. In the first phase, Alta University selects candidates for each exchange destination. Uh, this internal round at Alta University determines which students will be assigned to which countries. And once this phase is complete, the selected candidates proceed to apply directly to the foreign destination university. So, for example, in my case, uh, during the first application period, which is uh, Alta University's internal application period, I applied for the countries I was interested in for exchange. And then Alta University assigned me to only one of these countries, which turned out to be Hong Kong. And after that, I received instructions on how to apply to the university in Hong Kong for the exchange. So I was applying by myself uh, after the first application period. But let's move on uh, and more about exchange. Uh, so there are different types of exchange. And we have, uh, for example, programs like Erasmus. Uh, but also, for example, in my case, I had my exchange was bilateral exchange. And what this means is that it's just an agreement between universities that they have exchange students. But uh, about Erasmus, I don't actually know that much. So maybe Anastasia, if you'd like to say a few words about Erasmus, what Erasmus is and how it works. And I heard that they have like, for example, for bilateral uh, exchange, we have only one scholarship and you get most of it like in the beginning of your exchange and then later on you get like the rest of it which is like much smaller so basically in the beginning of your exchange you get like 90% of money and then in the in the end you get 10% uh, but I heard that in Erasmus it works completely differently so maybe if you can just clarify what Erasmus is and tell more about like types and uh, scholarships. Yeah, sure thing. So uh, basically, some of you might have heard of Erasmus overall, but uh, to clarify a bit what it means, it's basically a program which is financed by the European Union. I okay. think uh, it already exists for maybe um, a few decades mm -hmm. around like that. And I think the purpose of Erasmus was to um, kind of enhance the intercultural experiences within Europe. And I think like in a sense, connect the European Union or mm. European countries altogether yeah. that people experience uh, another culture and kind of understand the whole concept of uh, Europe a bit more. Yeah. And uh, basically the a few things about the Erasmus is that um, there are a few types of exchange, first of all. So most of you might know the normal uh, kind of like study exchange where you can go for, let's say, one semester, mm -hmm. sometimes even two semesters. Yeah. Uh, that is also possible depending on the degree and uh, kind of university related requirements. But also uh, there is this thing which is called Erasmus Plus, uh, mm -hmm. which allows you to go for um, kind of like internship exchange which means that you can now uh, work and uh it is in a sense an exchange of course it's okay not wow like, <laughs> yeah so it's work and exchange uh yeah mm, so yes. I, I as far as i know it's not like really studying at the institution but mm -hmm. it's kind of considered to be as uh, exchange as well just in a little bit different focus yeah but also um apparently i have never done it myself but i've met people who have done erasmus plus thesis exchange oh. so they went to another university and they wrote thesis uh, for that institution 
prostitution, which is, I think, also a very interesting opportunity. Yeah, I actually did not know that it exists. So yeah, yeah so there are lots of options. I think that's very nice that yeah. if you don't want to go for like a ECTS for the courses, you can also choose to do a thesis or like a internship or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and you were exactly right about the scholarship part. So generally, the scholarship uh, system is similar, I would say, to Bilaro. Uh, you get a certain amount, and the amount is based on the group of the country that it belongs to. So there okay. are very expensive mm-hmm. countries. It's like layer one, I think layer two and layer three. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're paid most of the grant, maybe 55-60% in the beginning before you go. And then the last part after you have all your credits and you kind of transfer all of your studies into your home system. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, I think it's very nice to know that you can also apply for a few extra Erasmus grants. One of them um, is something called something like inclusivity grant. Mm-hmm. I think there is another one which is uh, called something like um, accessibility grant. I think there are two different grants, mm-hmm. but they are for different purposes. And I can also help you if you are in any special needs or if you are a little bit um, with uh, less maybe earnings or the ability to finance your exchange yeah, studies. Yeah. And also, I think what is relatively new and super nice is this uh, green. I think it's something like Erasmus Green uh, funding. Uh, if you are going to go to your destination by a very environmentally friendly transportation mode, such as a ferry or maybe a, I think it was a car sharing service, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. also get uh, one sum of money, which helps you to cover uh, kind of like your travel oh, uh, in so a green nice. manner. Yeah. Yes. So I think it's so super nice. So they support like... All this, this kind of environmental yeah. initiatives and everything. Yeah, so I think good. that's a few words about the Erasmus. Okay, great. Um, do you have any more words about uh, bilateral part? I don't like really to... have anything yet to say. Mm-hmm. I just know that it's an agreement between universities which yeah. allows like students to go on exchange, but mm-hmm. there's nothing um, else. Like it's not a program, it's just an agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we have only one scholarship, at least to my knowledge, <laughs> we only have one scholarship that you can apply to for and there's certain things to remember when you're going on exchange uh first of all uh start preparing for your exchange beforehand because some of the universities require for example english language certificate and you want to do that before the application period starts because then you need to submit all of the all of the documents Mm -hmm. uh so you will not have time because application period will last like for how, how long do you know how um, long it lasts like two weeks month something uh, maybe like maximum up to a month or something at this yeah. the first application period so yeah. Y- yeah you need to take care of uh, your certificate english language certificate if you need one check requirements of course requirements are different for each university but generally just always uh, look them uh, check them and then another important thing to remember is uh passport yes. <laughs> so you make sure that you your passport is not expiring anytime soon um, because uh, most universities require your passport to be valid at least uh, half a year after exchange ends so yes uh, remember to check this and of course uh, requirements may vary from university to another uh, but on the database, we have this database called Move On. Uh, you can find all the information and all of the requirements there. Um, from the university perspective, there's uh, a requirement that you have, you must complete certain amount of credits before you can actually apply for exchange. Yes, but usually it's like, uh, for most students, it's like after first year, you can already go on exchange. Um, yeah, I don't remember exact amount and it may change. So just like check it from the university uh, website, university's website. 
And I can also add one uh-huh. more thing about the visas part. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important when you go on exchange to check everything. And I would even say in advance, maybe even before you apply in the initial period of application, mm-hmm. because my personal experience was that um, I, when I applied to Austria and I got the place uh, six years ago yep. for my like second exchange, yeah. I wasn't even aware that I had to have a visa uh, for going to Austria because I thought that this residence permit that I had in Finland would be yeah. enough, but actually it wasn't. So oh, it had okay. to be a different uh, type of visa because it was uh, more than five months or more than four months and the thing was that there was no Austrian embassy in Finland so I actually had to go to uh, Munich and uh, wow, get my okay. visa done before just before the start of my studies in Munich and then go to Austria so it's just kind of this heads up that uh, I would give to everybody even if you're going you know if you think you're going to a very simple destination mm-hmm. like meaning Europe yeah, it's uh, very yeah. important to check what kind of requirements are there because they also change year by year yeah. and uh, if you're not checking that in advance you might get into some troubles. Yeah, for sure. And uh, since people have different passports, for example, I know Finnish passport quite good in that sense that you can travel to many countries. But yeah. if you don't have Finnish passport, then check all of the visa stuff because yeah, exactly. it will it will be different for for different passports. Exactly. And uh, one more thing that I can also suggest for students at Alta who want to go on exchange, um, I would suggest you to go on the page AYY scholarships uh, because there you can see actually a couple of scholarships that AYY provides. As far as I remember, it's on semi-annual basis and one of those uh, scholarships is exchange scholarship. Okay, and, nice. um, Sounds good. <laughs> exactly. I think that if you're you know in need of some funding or extra money, I think it's always super helpful to look for those kind of means and at least it never hurts to try to apply for that scholarship. I think there was another one based on the grades and there is a third one, but at least try to apply and see if you get it or not. Yeah. So never hurts to try. Yes, and you can find all the information from the websites of AYY and Aldo University. We don't want to um, flood comment. you with the details. Yeah, exactly. yeah with details yeah. because there's tons. So much there, <laughs> yeah. yes. So just, we just give you this... Um, a couple of hints so to yeah, say yeah kind of hints so that you know that there is that there are these opportunities for different scholarships and then just go check them yourself um yeah do you have anything to add before we will start to wrap up this episode uh no i think that was all from my side i hope that these tips will help you guys okay then everyone i think it's time to wrap up this episode And we hope you have enjoyed listening to Anastasia and me chatting. And most importantly, we hope that you have learned something new about exchange opportunities at Aldo. Uh, if you need any assistance in planning your exchange, uh, be sure to reach out to your school's student exchange coordinators. Uh, they will provide you with the tools and information you need to plan and apply for your exchange. Stay tuned for our next episode, which will be about uh, seasons in Finland. So we will be discussing what kind of activities are there in during each season, what we usually do, and... Uh, Yeah, what can you do basically outside your studies? All right, thank you really much for listening and until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. bye bye